Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. Can't thank you enough for joining us. All the boys are here. AJ's here as toxic as ever. And if you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Big show today. Hello, beautiful people. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. Less than 12 hours removed from the most electric football game of all time. Can't thank you enough for watching wherever the hell you are at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's a glorious Tuesday. We'll be talking to Aaron Rodgers in a couple hours. AJ Hawk will join us. The boys are here at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt, the hammer. Dad, Cowboy, Tone Diggs is here alongside Gump and all the boys in the back. We can't thank you enough for joining us every single day throughout this glorious NFL season. Who would have thought just, you know, 10 weeks ago that the New England Patriots would be a team that would be in a conversation of, holy shit, this team is all of a sudden hotter than everybody else. And who would have thought in the year 2021 with the way NFL offenses go and NFL rules are that we would have taken it back to 1945 Navy Citadel in Bill Belichick's eyes in words. Last night was so ridiculous. You had to watch because it was a comedy of errors. Waking up in the morning as a punter and seeing those flags do what those flags were doing would be an absolute nightmare, and it's an anxiety that I no longer have to have, and I am very, very thankful for that. Now, Lucas Oil Stadium would have been closed for that one, so it would have been absolutely beautiful. And there is a conversation to be had about maybe we put a dome over every fucking stadium. Can't do it. Yeah, go to Chicago, put it down. Go to Lambo, put it down. There's a conversation should be had. I'm not going to be a part of it. 70 and sunny every single day. Who's the best team? Let's find out. Let's not let Mother Nature figure it out. Maybe that is a part of the game, though. And maybe those types of matchups and outside adversities and those hurdles to get over is all a part of football. So although as a punter and kicker enthusiast fan and used to be one, having a dome would be much better for our jobs, I do believe you get a chance to showcase your big-ass brain whenever a situation like last night occurs. 30-mile-an-hour winds, 40-mile-an-hour winds, 25-mile-an-hour winds gusting from one end zone straight down to the other. So punters had to punt directly into it. Kickers had to kick directly into it or completely with it. Tyler Big Ball Bass hit a kickoff 200 yards. Yeah. (laughs) Then Jake Bailey, one of the biggest legs in football, wearing fur the brand cleats. I appreciate cleats. Sorry. I appreciate you for doing that, Jake. Very, very nice of you for your cleats, your cause to do that. He hit one, 20 yards. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even know how he did that, by the way. I have no idea how he was able to even do that. Before, as I would have been jogging out onto that field to punt that, those first couple for the Patriots, I would have been like, oh, my career's over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. I am hitting a ball out of bounds right now. It's going to go five yards. They're going to score a touchdown. Guess whose fault it's going to be? Oh, it's the punter's fault. And everybody oh. will say, yeah, we get it. There's 30-mile-an-hour wins, but fucking do your job. You yeah, know? That's right. <laughs> so yeah. there's that entire thing. Jake Bailey comes back, hits a 71-yarder the other direction. It was just a night that we had no idea what to expect other than Bill Belichick was probably going to end up winning that type of game. That feels like a night, a situation where Bill Belichick was even telling everybody before the game what type of game this is going to be. Hey, we're running fucking power eye. Mm -hmm. We are running the ball. We're running the triple option. We are taking this thing old school. Mac Jones throws the ball three times in the entire game. Everybody's up in arms because now Mac Jones... 
doesn't deserve credit for the win. Sure. Mac Jones isn't as good as everybody says he is. Whenever we're talking about offensive rookie of the year, Mac Jones better not be in a conversation because they won against the Buffalo Bills, one of the best teams in the AFC without even using the motherfuckers, what everybody will say. Hell yeah. And I think that is absolute bullshit because that is a game that shouldn't count for either team. None of the stats should matter. That was a game that you had to throw out and you had to show up and win however the fuck you can win. And if you can beat somebody, just running the ball right down their goddamn throats, which is what has been happening, by the way, to the Buffalo Bills two out of the last three weeks or whatever. If you think about Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns just a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. If you can beat them doing that and you don't have to have the risk of 30 miles, why in the fuck would Mac Jones, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, anybody on that offense do anything differently? They got to win. That is the only thing that matters. Now, Mac Jones' yards and stats are going to be, you know, suffer because of this. Oh, yeah. And a lot of us who got him at like plus 1,400 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year aren't necessarily thrilled that he's going to miss out on a game where he could have made leaps and bounds in a statistical category that he would need to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. But in other words, who cares? He did exactly what he had to do. He did everything that everybody in New England does. He did his job. He handed it off. They won a game that they're going to have to, you know, I mean, Buffalo is going to have to figure out how to stop that, especially going yeah. forward. With the AFC, now that we know New England's able to do it, mm -hmm. we thought for a little bit Baltimore was able to do it. We know now that the Indianapolis Colts are able to do it, so Buffalo is going to have to figure that out. That's going to have to be on them. Now, I don't necessarily think that reporters should be talking to Poirier and Micah Hyde like, yeah. hey, yins are soft. Why? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that is how everything should go, but they're going to have to figure out everything going on in Buffalo, uh, to tell us a little bit more about how they feel. Obviously noted Patriot super fan, Mac Jones fan. Oh, yeah. uh, only three passes last night. They still won. Couldn't you do his job? Whoa. Whoa. That's what everybody on the, that's what everybody is saying. And I don't understand how you can just say, okay, there is a buildo tornado going on. Mm -hmm. All right. It yeah. is. This game is just completely different than everybody else. Although Josh Allen threw 30 times, it wasn't with much success. I just, I think there's unwanted hate coming at Mac Jones, and that's strictly because he is a Patriot. Yeah, exactly. People are always going to hate the Patriots. I mean, I do feel bad. I don't feel bad at all, but I do feel bad that people thought they were dead forever just a year ago, and now here we are. You know, they're already the one seed again. In the <laughs> kind of a bummer for everybody. It sucks. That's what happens when you have Bill Belichick, and that's what the rebuild is. I mean, the old line played unbelievable. Really, the defense is the story, I feel like, for the Patriots. They truly only scored three points if, the, if Nikhil Harry doesn't let a punt go off his face. Oh, yeah. Shout out Matt Hawk, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Matt Hawk just mm -hmm. played that bounce right off his face. Yeah, very interesting. Let's yeah. put a guy back there in the windiest game of the year who's never returned a punt in the NFL. I mean, what are you going to do? It doesn't matter. We won. Who gives well, a shit? Well, so quick quick thing. Mm -hmm. There's no way any of the Hawks punts were going to look like NFL punts. So they're probably going to be a lot lower, even with the uh, wind at his back that kind of beats the ball down a little bit whenever the wind's at your back. So maybe the biggest difference in Bill Belichick's eyes and also my eyes between college punters, NFL punters, and returners is the ball's coming down from a lot higher. Yeah. Okay, so these balls are coming down from a lot higher, which potentially gets some people a little fucked up. Maybe Bill was thinking, ah, it's going to be more line drive punts anyways. Nikhil Harry will be able to handle that because he was able to handle it in college. Not 100% sure. I asked the same fucking question you did whenever he was back. I'm like, Nikhil Harry? I yeah. didn't know he was a returner. And I started thinking about it. Maybe it was just because of that. But I, I, that'd be a deep excuse for Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. would be a deep, deep, deep excuse. Well, and Gunnar Olszewski's an all-pro, pro-bowl returner. It's not like he's a slouch. Like, last year he was all-pro. And he's probably the safe guy, too. Like, they yeah. would... They would um, Anytime they put Amendola back, mm -hmm. I was like pumped because Amendola, at the beginning of his career, nightmare returner. 
Okay, he would bring kickoffs out from like nine deep, eight deep. He'd come full speed. It was like this son of a bitch just taking the and then on, on punting he would do it. Then towards the end of his career, anytime he was in, it was like, hey, this is a safe situation. They are just trying to get the ball back, which was beautiful. I would assume mm-hmm. Gunner, who's already a Pro Bowler, is that same type of thing. I do wonder why he put in it because that was really the biggest yardage gain. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for the whole night for both teams, uh-huh. other than Damian Harris popping that thing open for eighty. But that was a massive. Massive gain. That is an interesting decision there. Yeah, it didn't really make much sense. I mean, who cares? Because we're Bill up Belichick. Winning. Yeah, it's Bill Belichick. You just kind of whatever he wants to do is what we're going to do. And I love it no matter what. If I disagree with it, who cares? If I do agree with it, obviously even better. But no, it was unbelievable. I mean, I think about the fourth and 14 to this point about Bill making play calls. If he blitzes everybody, zero blitz, and they get that first down or touchdown, I'm sure the conversation today is more about his you know, decision to do that instead of... Well, you know, Josh... You know, Josh missed Cole Beasley, though. Oh, yeah, well, thrown into the wind. He's thrown into 30-mile-an-hour yes. winds. And they, they, uh, he missed the guy. It was like, no shit. Like, what are we even? Yeah. Are we not? Go outside when it's 30-mile-an-hour wind, okay, and then just face directly. And if you can't figure out which way it's going, mm-hmm. you know, you, you probably should be able to feel it. But just go ahead and, like, lift something, throw it up. And, and when that shit disappears, just go and stare right into the direction in which the wind was coming. And then just, just try to open your mouth. And then try to just do something. Mm-hmm. So people acting like that wasn't reality last night just because it's NFL football is insane to me. I, I used to, people always say, oh, well, punters figure it out. Because in punting, and I talked about this last night in the video, and I know not everybody wants to talk about punting, but this is just literally from my point of view. The When you're punting, the ball has free fall, right? So you're holding it, and then you you try to get it as like in, in a proper, that's a golf ball, that thing's going to get juggled today sometimes. <laughs> But whenever you're, you're dropping it, you're trying to put it in a position where it is most consistent as normal. For me, flat and straight. So I was trying to drop it as flat as possible and as straight as possible. And then I would hope that my soft touch of leaving the ball would be able to have it float down in the same position and I'd be able to smack hopefully quickly. This is all happening within a little bit of a free fall time. Whenever you have 30 mile an hour gusts, that thing can move while it's dropping to your foot. So unless you're literally kicking the ball straight out of your hand, there is a moment of free fall there. So the wind is going to affect that. I mean, that is a nightmare. So everybody talks about the wind up top, the wind up top. Yeah, the wind up top is a problem. In the wind, everything is there. But it's on the field that is the biggest deal for punters because that is basically taking the golf ball off of the golf tee. If you see how low Jake Bailey dropped this ball. That is because he was trying to get as little amount of time from his hand to his foot there. So this is a low ball. That ball is normally going to be up there about the knee high, maybe lower uh, thigh on where you're hitting that, depending upon what type of kick. and what. I mean, there's all, all types of variables. That's a low. He's hitting that ball very low there. So whenever everybody be like, oh, just do your job, and I would explain it to them, they'd be like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, uh, well, I guess so, but everybody's able to deal with it. So if you were to go to a urinal and piss, and I would come with a leaf blower. Uh-huh. Okay, that's basically what is happening if the wind is coming from left and right. And just get your piss to the goddamn, get it to the urinal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just blow it from the side. So just think of that. Or if you're on your desk and you're working with paper, just imagine like somebody coming and just blowing it out of the way while you're still writing it, but it's still being held down. So it's just like, it just makes everything incredibly more difficult. And I think that is why every place should have a fucking dome. Oh, yeah. Every place no. should have a dome. Give every place a dome. No, that was uh-huh. a conversation on Twitter last night, by the way, because... There is times like games like last night where it is nothing reminiscent of either of the teams, basically. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess the Patriots could look like it, but the Patriots have 
7,000 identities. They have more accents than Brian Kelly. Okay? Mm-hmm. The New England Patriots are a different football team every single week. But the Bills seem to be a team that might not be their best in their own location. Yeah. I, that is... I don't know how it's happening for them. I'm like kind of bummed for Bills Mafia. Well, and for, well, I mean, today, obviously, you're in their division. But of course. that Bills team is a team that I think a lot of us are big fans of. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of people picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the, the year started. I'm a big fucking fan of the Buffalo Bills. I like their story. I like their team. I like their fan base. I like everything about the, the culture that is the Buffalo Bills just losing their mind. And I think Josh Allen and that team seem to be perfect for the Buffalo Bills. But for whatever reason, the style of play that they are losing to is a style of play mm-hmm. that they're going to have to be able to beat if they really want to make any actual run at this thing. Now, they were able to beat the Colts last year. The Colts are much different than they are this year. Jonathan Taylor is the guy as opposed to Phillip Rivers being the guy last year in the playoffs. So they did get a playoff win. I understand that. But it just feels like this Buffalo Bills team, for whatever reason, just can't handle, like, ground and pound football. And if that is something they're going to run into late, I feel bad for Bills fans because this was supposed to be a goddamn year. Yeah. And I was excited to see Bills Mafia go. Yeah, not being able to run the ball or stop the run when you're the Buffalo Bills playing in Buffalo is is a wild decision for that team. Josh Allen may be the best runner-upper. Well, yeah. yeah. Why, why didn't they do that more? Yeah, why didn't they run him more? He didn't hit his over, by the way. 39, he was at yeah, 40. Yeah. He had one massive A run lot of heartbreak from a lot of people for that. No uh-huh. one hit their overs. Well, and who, like, Josh Brito was the – he fumbled almost right out of the gate. Like, he yeah. wasn't there. He hasn't been there. I mean, I think he's been in Buffalo for, like, two weeks now. Like, they're just picking up guys, and he's the – and I know Peyton said on the Manning cast, like, at, at one point it was, you know, like a fourth and five or something, or third and five for Buffalo. And he was like, you know, they, they want to go to the sticks but this is the point where like Josh has got to go deep. And I think with like last night, like there was no way they, he couldn't, he wasn't going to be able to complete any of those passes. Even Dawson Knox, like you could see, I mean, he, he had th- what, like three, four drops. You could see how much the ball was moving and like how tough it was for those guys. And obviously, you know, that played right into the Patriots hands and Buffalo would have wanted to throw it 50 times. In this, in this office, as the weather was continuing, I guess Bill Belichick and them knew, and I assume the Bills knew the night before it was going to be like that, because yeah. Bill Belichick actually joked uh, amongst friends the night before the game. He said, we actually joked about how, you know, we can use all of our passing game the next time we play, December 26th, we're not even going to have to use it. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they, uh, that's what they laughed about. Yeah. Mike Rice reports that the question via Greg Hill, shout out to Greg Hill show with yeah, a great question. Due to the weather, will you be able to take anything from the game into December 26th against the Bills? Bill Belichick laughs. <laughs> we were talking about that last night. We can use our whole passing game at the at, at all the pass plays we have. They haven't even seen them. Look at that. Genius. Huh? Genius. Did he say that after the game? Uh, so this the great morning. Go, I think it was this morning, yeah. Uh, I wonder how long in advance they knew what this game was going to be. Did they know Saturday night what was going to happen? We all found out kind of middle of the day yesterday. Did they know Sunday? We found out kind of middle of the day yesterday. And in this office, we all thought, oh, this plays into the Patriots' hands. Oh, yeah. We we thought, oh, this is good for the Patriots. This is not good for the Bills. And the line moved the other way. The line moved towards the Bills, like it helping out the Bills a little bit. And I was like, what are we we seeing that everybody else isn't? Because I thought it was immediately going to go – 
the other way. Like I thought New England was going to get more, uh, you know, points or whatever, whenever the weather continued to get worse, because I think we just have so much faith in Bill Belichick in the run game, as opposed to what the Bills were able to do. I wonder why it did that. Do we know? Sunday, I know it was reported that the winds were going to be really bad. I don't know if they knew that the gusts were going to be up to 50, but is the thought with Josh Allen, because it was so windy and he is one of the, you know, strongest arms in the NFL that they could probably pass the ball. Oh, because Mac Jones got a little noodle on. Sure. I mean, he, he, he well definitely said. doesn't have a Josh Allen. Isn't that what people are saying? You know, no way. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be, Mac Jones is it. being attacked. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. big time. It's, it's, like, it's a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie and we're the one seed in the AFC. And to your point about him being uh, rookie of the year from earlier, if we win 12 games and have home field advantage and he's the quarterback of that team, I feel like you can't not give it to him. Yeah, I agree completely. Let's talk about the Manning cast a little bit. Mm. Um, enjoyed. Less guests. It was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, Akeem Tlaib, fucking late. I love yeah, him. He's yeah. awesome. He's he was good, best. by the way. Had a relationship with Peyton. You could tell he had a relationship with Peyton. He knew when, how, why to talk. It was, I love to keep Tlaib. I also thought Joe Buck came in there and crushed. Oh, he man. Did. He was on fire. He alluded to a future divorce, mm-hmm. which was awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. He was in Cabo. He kind of, you know, buried Peyton a little bit. There was good conversation. Oh, yeah. Called some plays there on Monday Night Football. Called whoever the hell that is, he said. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Now, I do know that there is an actual narrative. You know, I guess amongst the public, you know, that Joe Buck does not like Eli Manning. Oh. You know, Joe Buck alluded to it a lot last night. Uh You know, he he was like, you know, Eli's down here. I don't think Eli said a single thing when Joe Buck was He didn't. It was pretty, pretty much just Joe and Peyton. I wonder if Joe knew. I wonder if Joe knew going in there. He had to have known, right? Did somebody tell him day of, like, hey, by the way, there is a narrative that you hate Eli Manning, so let's assume Eli hates you. Or do you think – I don't know. That was fascinating to watch because when Joe alluded to it a couple of times, I'm like, oh, this is a real thing because Joe is trying to get it out there like, hey, let's go ahead and handle this. I did not know. But I I love Joe Buck on there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think Eli said a single thing the well, entire time. The only thing he said, and this would make more sense, it was after Joe said something about, uh, you know, the only time he's wanted to, like, interview someone was when Peyton was in the Super Bowl. Uh, Eli was like, yep, you just went up a couple notches in my book. He said <laughs> yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, which yeah. I didn't think about it last night. But I guess if he's on a shit list, that, that would make a little bit more sense. I wonder. I don't know. I, I just felt like that was something that Joe was alluding to, which is comedic, because I did not know, because Joe does call a lot of the NFC games. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And he called the Super Bowl where David Tyree made the catch against the undefeated Patriots, and apparently he didn't have enough excitement. Emo- yeah, because he didn't know if it was, he said because he didn't know if it was actually a catch or not. And then they like re ran that clip and everything. I so. was, you know, Joe Buck on a Manning cast. Here we go. That yeah. was a good time. Yeah. Akeem Tlaib was great. And David Letterman can fuck off. Yeah. That guy stinks. You know? Man, Letterman's an Indiana guy, mm-hmm. former weatherman, fucking turned great. Yeah. Comedian. He was a great guest, you know, on Carson. Then whenever uh, the handoff was to be made, he already had a show on the channel. They thought he was going to get it. No, they give it to Leno. Oh, shit. Letterman then gets his own show over there. He kind of, you know, is a trailblazer, revolutionary guy on late night television. Incredible interviews. Very relatable. Very Mm -hmm. hilarious. Big fan of David Letterman and his work and his trailblazing. He owns a show, too, I think. It's uh, something mm-hmm. pants. Yeah, sure. I don't remember what the pants are, oh. but it's some sort of pants that he's wearing. My next guest on Netflix, too. Great, great conversations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not as good as his original ones early whenever no. he was Letterman, Letterman. But, uh, I mean, still good conversations. And he wants to ban punts. So fuck off, Letterman. Yeah. What's, What's that all about? What's all these guys? What's that all about? He's a Colts fan, too. It seems like that's a direct shot at me. He had, he had to see me for at least a few years in there. 
And every time he saw me, he hated me. He fuck off, yeah, Letterman. It makes no sense. Wants to do field goals only from the 50-yard line? Raise the post? Are you shitting me? Hey, fuck off. They eat enough crow and shit, Letterman. <laughs> the kickers, true. okay? Makes no sense. Still a good guy at his business and everything. Sure. But come on. Go to hell. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Tired take. That's a hack joke. It's a hack joke. You True. and Larry David both. Yeah. Could you Unbelievable. Pay Could you pay attention to the game on the Manicast last night? So when Letterman was on, no. Because I was, you know, fascinated, fascinated, <laughs> fascinated. Oh, they went to a break in the middle of him talking. Okay, somebody should have maybe told him. Also, maybe he should have uh, had a little self-awareness. Who knows? I, I don't know who it's on, who it's not on. Uh, and then he said he hated punters. I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. And I just, <laughs> then I started, he wanted to ban punting, and I just started watching the game back. There was a couple distracting moments, but the game was, right, if you're watching the actual feed, it had to be rather distracting to begin with, right? I mean, it's the same play over and over. I was going to yeah. say they ran it 49 times, yeah. so it was kind of but like, it was awesome. yeah, well, definitely, but it wasn't, like, it was easier to follow because you didn't really have to, like, read between the lines, yeah. or, I mean, it's just like, okay, you look up, and yeah, they, they're 12 yards further than they were, <laughs> you know, when I looked down. Now, there was three or four different moments where I wish I knew what the person's name was, because it's not, it's not mentioned, and there is, yeah. it, I'm, like, waiting for somebody to turn their back so I can see their back, like, who was that, actually, that did that? So I think you miss out on that as well. But maybe they can add some gra- – there's a way they can add that. They had a brand-new open for this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They had a brand-new open. It was open. good. It's like Man in the Arena's open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Here we Kinda go. It was like Man in They're the Arena's opening. They're going big. Man in the Arena tonight. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Randy Moss, I'm sure he's got some. Ma- uh, Randy Moss is on there? Randy Moss and Strahan. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they'll go into the undefeated season. Strahan. 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 <laughs> Strahan. Strahan. I don't give a shit. I hate the guy. He fucking ruined the perfect season. Hey, he's good on Fox, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, Strahan's good. He's I thought even he was in space. He's so going, he's going to space. Is. Oh. Hey, by the way, What's that? space station okay? Remember, I, oh, somebody told yeah. me a chip of paint fractured a windshield. When was that, two weeks ago or something? Yeah, uh, from all the space junk. Yeah, space junk's floating around. I guess something as small as a little chip of paint can fracture... Everything. Yeah, could it destroy the entire International Space Station. Do we not have like a dome on that thing out no. there? Or are no, we just kind of floating, floating freely? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hanging around. And That's crazy. I think they said Putin was shooting lasers up at yeah, old satellites. Putin and, you know, shooting yeah. lasers up there? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> now we just got space junk floating around. Bro, think about him just. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> destroy that. <laughs> He's shooting lasers from Earth into space? I believe so. I believe that <laughs> yeah. was a report. Oh my God. So those things are getting shattered, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. then they're just yeah, flying. Good around, luck, just picking <laughs> yeah. up speed with each pass. Life is life is great. Yeah. Well. Well, speaking of there's some no, 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 no that's no, great no, news. No, breaking. No, 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 no. We got to get to a break. No, no, no. I was almost McCockered in the real life. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, let's get to a break. We got to do. Yeah. <laughs> got to do a lot more research. Yeah. There's a blue check mark. Yeah, but what does that mean? Yeah. Nothing. I'm a blue check mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you should be careful what you say. Well, oh, you're saying that there comes responsibility with, with certain levels of life with and great social power media. Comes great responsibility. There it is. See? Yeah. There it is. With great blue check mark power comes great responsibility because nobody with blue check marks has ever just lied. No. Blatantly. Huh? On the record. No. They don't and then just moved out. on. I take it as gospel. <laughs> Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, here we go. 
That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. Ooh. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us. From Wisconsin, a man who's the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the NFL, fresh out of a bye week, was that son of a bitch in L.A.? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! yeah! What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Hey, I saw you in L.A., man. What was that? Did you get surgery? Did we get surgery on the foot? And was that you in L.A. in those photos? I think if you look at the feet and maybe the car, you would know that was me. <laughs> what happened? What was it out there? Did anything pop up? Was it just precautionary because it's bye week? You have a little extra time. You want to learn about yourself or how was that decision yeah. made? I wanted to get a second opinion on my toe. We got an incredible doctor uh, here in Wisconsin who many people across the country will send, uh, you know, their, their issues to, you know, foot, ankle, toe, whatever. But I think it's always important, regardless of what you're interested in, of getting multiple opinions on the subject, especially when it comes to medical things that you might not be an expert at. So I went out and saw Dr. Joe fantastic, uh, fantastic doctors out there and uh, had some good conversations and uh, thankful for that opportunity to, to gather some more information. Were you able to make a stop in Austin maybe on the way back <laughs> to get a third opinion? And if so, like, what did you learn about your toe throughout these trips? I, mean, I wasn't able to make it to Austin uh, just yet, but uh, oh. Dana White sure is doing pretty good. No! <laughs> hey, hey did, when you saw that, was that like, are you guys in a group text? It's like, hey, Dr. Joe Rogan's patients, and did you guys just fucking put like all the dunks on? Did you do that? Is that what that was? No, I, I, I definitely I saw the clip. Okay. Um, I know Dana just a little bit, but I'm happy for him and. Uh, his wife and their kids and his 80-year-old uh, mother-in-law. That's what gets lost, I think, too often in this, is that uh, they're all doing well. So I'm, I'm happy they're all uh, over COVID and doing really well. But no, I didn't go to Austin. Uh, I did get some great information about my foot. There was nothing really uh, revolutionary. There was uh, no mindset change or anything. The, the biggest key is rest. I wish that there was another one of these weeks so I could 
you know, get 14 to 21 uh, great days without doing anything. But, uh, you know, the toe is, is improving, and uh, we'll see uh, see how it feels later in the week. I learned how you could get 10 days, although I don't think we should go back through that whole process <laughs> there. Let's. How do you feel, though? It's late in the season already. Uh, you know, going into week 14, you guys coming out of a bye week in which you looked fantastic the week before. Is this just status quo, like the broken toe? Is this just understood that this is going to happen? And if you have to get rest, are you normally a guy that misses practice and it doesn't matter, or is this going to be a little bit of a routine breaker for you? Well, it's kind of the habit now. It takes 21 days to form a habit, so we're going on uh, you know that many days and not really doing a whole lot of practicing. Last year, I was very proud to say that I didn't miss one day of practice and wasn't on the injury report one time. I mean, that was that's kind of a rarity, I think, for anybody that's played quarterback as long as I have. Um, and really, just about any position, there's going to be something that's going to put you on the list uh, one way or another, and and you might miss practice uh, here and there as precaution or or because you're dinged up or banged up, but last year was amazing. I mean, I felt uh, felt incredible. Uh, obviously, that's not the case this year. Uh, missing uh, obviously a number of practices now. Um, you know, I'm not going to disparage practice and say that it's not important. I think it is important. I think there's things to be to be uh, talked out and figured out during the week uh, by practicing and taking those reps. Same time, I'm old enough. I've been in this league long enough. I played enough games where uh, I can still go out and perform at a really high level without practicing. You mentioned if you got surgery, your your toe would be immobilized. Is would that be for how long? For the rest of the season. Well, so they just put a, a pin little in? baby cast on it. Yeah, what they, would... put in, they put a pin in to prevent any further displacement of the fracture. So that would immobilize my toe. That's uh, you know that's not option number one or two. I don't think. But um, if things were to progress or get. Uh, get much worse then that would be uh something to uh, avoid any further further damage so we're not saying we're not ruling out that this could potentially happen throughout the rest of the season still and you said last week that you could get the surgery on a monday and still play on a sunday is that has that all that information been confirmed is that the mindset going forward with the floor and everybody that's the, yeah well, i mean the floor is not a not a doctor but he is a close party to the situation and uh i think any decision that's made uh, would be one that allows me to play. Um, I'm not going to miss any games. I've obviously played with much uh, bigger injuries, uh, different parts of my body. And uh, this, although it's a small uh, pinky toe, it's definitely painful and, and uh, creates some issues. But I'm not going to miss any games because of it. Uh, the, to me, you know, I just didn't think it made sense. I needed a Dr. Bob. Uh, Anderson, um, you know, to do surgery right after uh, a game. So we wanted to give it a week to see how I felt. And uh, it's definitely feeling better. And we're hopeful that we can get to the end of this week and and be feeling really good and and maybe kind of get on the other side of this thing. Okay, and the murmur you heard there is Zito, who's a Bears fan, who seems to care about you a lot more yeah, now. So take, take another week. week off. Come yeah, on, that's man. what he's thinking as a Bears fan. And we'll get to Sunday we night. You. We'll get to Sunday night football, <laughs> which in Lambeau with the Bears is going to be awesome, especially coming off of you telling them that you are their landlord and all that shit. But we'll talk about that at some point. During the bye week there, I know a lot of conversation around your toe. Is there a real self-scout? Like, was there anything that – because I don't think you were able to travel unless the NFL allowed you to L.A. Is there a full self-scout? And do teams really change in the bye week, especially this late in the season? Is that something that actually happens? I mean, I don't know. I think some of that's overblown probably. I think that there's there's definitely some self-scout that goes on. A lot of times it's just kind of a reinforcement of what you already know. 
I think there's enough self scout going on, uh, you know, on Mondays and Tuesdays by the coaches as they look back through the previous game and the and the previous games to think about uh, what's been working, what hasn't worked, what they've run over the last four or five games. Uh, so I think there's enough of that that goes on. You know, there, there might be one or two things that come out of a a bye week uh, that you might implement, but there's not a whole lot of change. You are who you are. You want to do the things you do better put a different face on them from time to time. Obviously, there's time schematically to come up with new schemes and to, you know, I think for most of this league, watch the other games and try and steal plays from them, plays that worked. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of, I'm sure there's some of that. But the most important thing, I think not just for the players, for the coaches, was to uh, to get away from it. And, you know, I had some fun FaceTimes with some of the coaches, so I know that they, uh, you know, they were able to get away and, and uh, not be all ball all the time. And I think that's important for not just them, but for the players as well who got to who got to go away and and spend some time uh, away from away from ball. Hey, uh, my dad Pistol actually sent me a, a nice article in the Athletic on your uh, O line coach and talked about how he's a big reason for your success. Can you talk about him and some of the rest of the guys on that staff? Yeah, big shout out to Pistol and Jude's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up, Jude's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. uh, good times. Jude's is awesome, though. Oh, yeah. oh Dan, pistol and Jude's fucking get going. Oh, have you guys been around them yet? Or you, you? No, I've been around the pistol at that one cult thing we went to. Yeah. Oh yeah, he came to our event to see. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a mask or anything like the last time somebody showed up there. But um, Steno, no, what are the? Remember a couple years ago? Uh, <laughs> eyes wide shut. Um, gotcha. What? I didn't know that's where I was headed. That's the shit you got going on. Um, we'll move. That's not this conversation. Not talking about me. He's not talking big about me. Big culture in Dublin. There. Yep. Uh, big culture. But, oh, um, uncle. I think we're talking about Adam Stenovich, aka uh, Steve uh, Stenovich. Um, I call him Steve because we do these competitions from time to time in team meetings, and one of them was get to know your coaches. So they had an offensive player and a defensive player up there. They're asking him, you know, you got to name the coach of you know first name and last name more position that he coaches and i think it was uh, jamal williams was like oh that's steno what's his first name steve (laughs) (laughs) it's not steve it's adam Um, and i actually played with him for a brief time years and years ago when we were uh coming out of college but but i think he's done a great job i think steno's a a really uh, interesting uh creative person he brings uh, some really good schemes to the table every single week i like his uh his steady hand you know he's he's uh he keeps the guys you know accountable and isn't afraid to raise his voice and, and get on those guys but he also creates a real uh good environment the o-line room has always got to be the best uh, loosest room and the in the whole place. Now it helps with David Bakhtiari because I don't think he's been serious uh, for a day since Josh and TJ Lang left the facility. He kind of picked up where they left off and he thinks he's the, you know, class clown of everything. And uh, uh, he doesn't realize most people are just laughing at him. No, <laughs> no, no. As long as they're laughing, who cares? Yeah. 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 But, uh, but Steno's done a great job of, of, uh, of taking care of those boys and, and getting those guys ready to play, especially with the injuries that we've had up front, Josh Myers and Elton Jenkins and obviously Dave, uh, and then you know uh, Luke Butkus is his right hand, uh, right hand man. Yeah, great name. Yeah, from the from the Butkus uh, lineages. Lineage. Shout out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, he, he does a great job. Uh, 
just a little strange. The dude never wears underwear. Oh, so, okay. That's nice. And he, wears, and he wears his pants up past his belly button. So. Oh, so you see. Yeah. Always yeah. interesting, the decisions that people make, you know, with... Uh... Yeah, interesting. AJ made some interesting decisions over the years, too. Well, yeah, I'm Not sure he did. He's yeah. the most toxic human I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, he just brought up an eyes wide shut party in the middle of this conversation, which, you know, is something we will have to pivot past somehow. I don't know how. I have more questions about that because I assume you two, in the high society life that you're living in, there's a lot of weird shit you two have probably been invited to and have gone to, but we don't have enough time today. Okay, this is a sports. No, the other way. Yeah, that way. Yeah. <laughs> That dude. Yeah, I hear about it. Yeah, all the events he goes to. But let's talk a little sports here. Uh, Bakhtiari, you just mentioned him there being a class clown. Have you talked to him during the break? How is he? Is, is he coming back? I thought he was coming back. Then there was a surgery. You you <laughs> seem to give us an update every week, which I think all Packers fans oh, yeah. are very thankful for. He's an incredible player that you guys have not had, and you have had a lot of success thus far. Yeah, we've had a lot of starters miss games, him being uh, one of them. I've talked at length about his uh, – you know, very empty promise to come back week one. If I were to come back uh, and play for the Packers this year, that was his promise to me in the offseason. Um, Jumping but, on the waterfall. You know, have you seen uh, White Christmas? It's a great holiday movie, right? Of it's a Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. You've probably never seen it. It's filmed in, you know, Sounds one of the racist. first color, color movies, right? And it's about you know, snow, AJ, you idiot. Um, oh, oh, snow. Thank, snow. You, thank you for clarifying. I didn't know if it was in cocaine. I didn't know if it was snow. I didn't know if in it was movie, people. In the movie, Danny Kaye saves Bing Crosby from these bricks. They're in, fighting in the Second World War. These bricks are about to fall on him. He, Bing Crosby doesn't know what's going on. Danny Kaye saves him, right? And then he uses that one incident over and over and over to justify, like, yeah. Him getting Bing to do things for him, right? You know, hey, uh, you know, let's be a uh, let's be a duo singing group. Uh, I don't think so. And then he holds onto his arm because he hurt his arm during that. Okay, fine. Hey, you know, I want you to meet this uh, these two ladies. I like. Ah, no, I'm not going to. Are you sure? You know, uh, I don't know. That's how Dave is this year with the golf cart. Every, <laughs> every time I you know say something or try and tease him or suggest something he doesn't like. He always brings up, you still driving the golf cart? <laughs> oh, you are. That must be nice. And just like Bing Crosby, I usually uh, give in to his uh, yeah. idiotic demands. But no more. This is it. Yeah, was well, he going to play or not? Do we have him coming back? Is the golf cart giver coming back or not? I, uh, I don't think uh, he's coming back this week. Okay. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. God, yeah. But uh, you never know. Okay, so that's very open-ended. We'll ask you next week. Can't wait to hear that answer. Can I ask you about what happened last night in Buffalo? And I know Lambeau, frozen tundra. There's a lot of terrible games. But 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts. The Patriots decide, hey, we're just going to run the rock. Mac Jones is only going to throw it three times. Josh Allen threw it 30 times. He was 15 to 30. Terrible day. I don't think anybody was expecting any of the quarterbacks to have success. This morning, a narrative has been made that the Patriots don't need Mac Jones. They can win without him. Is that not... Just absurd in the world that we live in that they can find something like that, especially with the 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts. And have you ever played in anything like that? Well, Pat, I don't want you to be a little hypocritical. You do have a segment on your show called Overreaction Monday, don't you? Well, it's a whole day. Yeah, It's not it's just a, a segment, day. yeah. Okay. We got lazy. Well, that's what, that's, what, that's what they're going to do. It was Overreaction Tuesday, obviously, today. Uh, I think Max had a great season. Um, I just think that their thinking was – 
if we have an advantage running the football, then let's keep running the football. Uh, it's it, you know his first pass, as you saw, the wind looked like it was blowing from uh, looked like Buffalo sideline pretty hard towards uh, New England sideline, and you know Janu made that amazing kind of catch there, and then they ran some screen uh, one screen pass I believe and one other pass. You know, it, it's it's all about the the wins, right? I played in in 2007. I watched from the sidelines, thankfully, because I was absolutely frozen in my uniform. But we played uh, Chicago Bears, um, and this is you know they were terrible that year, and we were really good. But we lost twice. We lost, we were 13 and three and lost twice to the Bears that year, 2007. One of them was Hasn't in forgotten. late in the season, and it was like 30. AJ remembers this. It was like. 30 mile an hour winds gusting to 55 miles an hour and it was like minus 30 and we you know i tell the story one of the most amazing passes i ever saw was farby was throwing a check down at tony fisher on the right flat and he threw a ball that went up and over tony's head i mean it would have been a ball that you know it's a common you know one foot in front of the numbers ball to the halfback it goes over tony's head and peanut tillman's on the other side and it's a sure interception. And, and it's like a Phil Necro, the greatest knuckleball of all time. I don't think Peanut even came close to touching the ball. <laughs> and it was a couple yards from him. That's how bad the wind was blowing all over the place. We, had, we couldn't get a punt off, uh, you, know, you know, and they, they blocked the punt. And it was, you know, it was, it was a wild game. They obviously handled the, the cold that day a little bit better than we did. But, you know, it'd be like one of those things where the wind was blowing from our sideline to their sideline. Uh, every time, you know, like third down, the fourth down, like punt, guys are throwing off their jackets. All these jackets are going on the field, you know, 20 yards <laughs> of the field. And, you know, you got Red Batty scram out there trying to pick up all the jackets and everything. And it was, you know, that was a rough game. We still tried to throw it. They tried to throw it a little bit, but uh, that came down to, like, special teams. Uh, and as, last night it did as well. You know, if the, if the Buffalo kicker, and, look, I'm not saying that's an easy kick, but if he makes that kick, then they only got to get a field goal there on that last, that last drive. But, I mean – that was uh, I, I enjoy watching the the Manning cast. Those guys do a, do a really good job. They're pretty damn hilarious, aren't they? Yeah, well, Letterman stinks, but everybody else is great, <laughs> and that's a shame because I loved Letterman for a long time until he said he's got to ban the punt. And it's funny you mention so to hell with him because naturally I have to feel that way, even though. He was good at what he did for a long time, Entrepreneur Trailblazer. Fuck off, Dave. But anyways, let's keep to leave was amazing. Joe Buck was wide open, even, you know, alluded to a future divorce he might have. I mean, it was, I agree, I enjoyed it a lot, especially with Peyton, Eli, the way they talk. I love the Monday Night Man and Cast. I'm happy you do as well. I was thinking about Tyler Big Ball Bass going out there to kick that ball. The mental demons had to be just, in, there was no way he had any belief he was going to make it. Now, he could have. Nick Falk, who made a kick earlier, I assume the mental demons were tough there as well. Uh, is that happen for a quarterback do you have to just fight those like when it gets you know some things happen or there's a little bit of adversity maybe is there any demons that potentially get in there you just have to battle against quickly i'm not really like that i mean because I, th- I think in order for him to make that kick he had to start outside the upright yeah you know and that's that's just mentally that's really tough i mean i think there's times where you battle the uncertainty of whether guys are blitzing or not or whether throws are high percenters or not and you have a split second to figure that thing out uh, there are things when the wind really gets gusting in Lambeau, uh, you know, you have to throw uh, certain balls more inside or outside than you'd l- normally like to. But it's it comes down to a guessing game and you're trying to, uh, you know, just put the ball in a good spot. I was impressed by Josh last night. I thought, you know, he had a ball to uh, Stefan there. I just don't think Stefan realized where the ball was. It 
could have been a touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much that ball was moving. I mean, he must have thrown that ball probably, I would guess, five to ten yards inside, even with a cutting through the wind spiral. But, I mean, the ball hit Stefan in the shoulder, you know. It was, uh, that was a pretty amazing, amazing throw we had last night. Hey, can you remember a game, whatever, I guess college or the NFL, where you had your least amount of passing attempts? And would you be okay if you only threw the ball three times in a game? Well, I just I don't think that that would be necessary, you know. <laughs> there's, look, there's there's uh, we played in a lot of inclement weather, you know. We played in uh, pouring down rain. We played in uh, dumping snow. We played in some really bad wind games. And there's little adjustments to the plan that you can make. And you realize what throws your higher percentage throws. I think I still think you can run screen passes, you can run run solutions, you can run keepers. I think you have to take some shots down the field, regardless of how bad uh, the wind is. You have to find a way to to keep them honest, even if you're throwing incompletion. Because um, kind of like Ebe yeah. said last night on the you know on the telecast about jumping routes and wanting safety help, you know. They try to throw a couple nine stops, a couple go, you know, go stops last night, and and the corner just sitting on it because they said you're not going to throw the ball past twenty yards down the field. I think in that situation you, you probably have to. Now you know the Patriots had I think forty eight plays and they ran at forty five of them. They had a lot of success. They ran a toss sweep on third and five, and the guy went sixty five seventy for a touchdown. You know, so so there wasn't a whole lot uh, they needed to change at all. But I do think that there's still a way to. Uh, to get some uh, high percentage attempts in inclement weather, and, and we've been able to do that. Uh, I don't know about my least amount of throws ever. I would say I'd probably go back to high school, to be honest. I think in the NFL, in games that I finished, uh, I don't know that I've thrown under, you know, my first start ever. I think I threw it 19 times, maybe. No, I think I did it 22 times. But 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 probably not probably not too many. It's 100 uh, years ago. Low 20. Probably not too many below 20 if I finish the game, or maybe any. That's a broken toe, full COVID diagnosis from Dr. Joe Rogan in about 200 games ago. And you're like, I think I threw it 22 times, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. Let's talk about you. You talk about the Monday Night Manning cast. There was a couple early uh, earlier games where it was like third and one. And I think Peyton was like, oh, this is when you take the deep shot because nobody thinks that you're going to be doing the deep shot. If you're not running for it, this is when you take advantage of that thing. And I think watching you play, there's going to be a couple times where you just almost say fuck it and throw it to either MDS or Devontae. That is something you think like, hey, we have to keep them honest with deep shots. And you said even if it's an incompletion. Is there sometimes you throw it deep where it's like this is just setting up for later. We have to keep this person honest even though you know it's not going to be a completion? Or maybe hoping for a PI call? Okay, PI, yeah, maybe. Like, I don't think you ever throw a ball thinking it's going to be any completion unless you're, you know, you got three seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter and you're, you know, throwing the ball away on fourth down to end the game. Um, there's always that hope that uh, you guys are going to come down with it. I just think that, you know, Mike and I, when we used to talk about games, you know, back on, uh, you know, a decade ago or so, we always talked about wanting to take one uh, deep shot every quarter. You know, whether that was a go route or a post or a hard play action corner post or something, we wanted to, to make sure the defense respected the speed we had on the field and our willingness to take shots down the field. So I think it's always important to, to at least dial up those plays. Uh, doesn't mean you got to throw them every time, but I don't think there's really any balls unless I'm throwing the ball away that I think this one's not going to be caught. 
So the fuck it thing isn't real. Like there is, everything has at least a little bit of a, hey, there is hope that this ball could be caught. Even if it's double coverage with Devontae, I'll be able to put it in a certain spot that somehow Devontae's hands will reach up and grab it. There's never like a uh, maybe type throw. No, there definitely are some maybes, but maybe still has a percentage attached to it. I don't know what you and the boys would put on that maybe percentage, but there's there's definitely a percentage attached to it. And different players who are better at fifty fifty balls that maybe you know is is a higher percentage than other guys. James Jones was one of the best contested catch guys that I've ever thrown to, and there were a lot of times you know where I might not throw that ball to certain guys, but if JJ's out there, I would I would take a shot because I felt really confident that maybe a 2080 ball, you know, real eh, maybe is is more like a 4060 for him. It's almost twice as likely that that uh, JJ is going to come down with it in a contested catch situation. So it just depends on the guy, whoever's running the route, and and uh, and the situation, and 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 then defender as well. Say it with me, AJ. Situations are situational. I guess nailed it. It is every single situation. It is situational. Would you go on the Manning cast? Would you do it? Or are you worried about the curse? Uh, I don't, is it is it still going? Has there been other people have been on it who haven't? Uh, haven't not, done since, not since Josh Allen, I believe. Currently, Draymond Green played. And everyone they I know only applies to football, though. Well, oh, the curse only is a there football. There has been an active player in a few times. Mm-hmm. So Peyton believes in it too. Then Peyton's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm not ruining anybody else's career." They talked about it. I'm, I'm so maybe, I think there's a, there's conversation about going on there in January. Hell! Oh! Hey, those are when. Hey, those are big games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hope the curse, somebody else eats the curse. You know, let's hope somebody else gobbles that thing up. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron, hope you enjoyed the uh, the bye week. Did you do anything fun for the birthday? You get any good gifts? Is this cheapskate AJ sent you anything? Uh, did Bakhtiari just kind of like rewrap your golf cart and give it to you? Uh, how was the birthday week? Hey, thanks, Ty. Good to see you, man. I had a great, you too. great birthday week. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great messages from... Uh, from people all over the country, uh, old friends, newer friends. Um, when it comes to gifts from the Hawk family, uh, AJ is blessed with a really amazing wife. And I think she probably takes care of not just feeding his ass, you know, only eggs and chicken while making <laughs> other meals for the other, you know, five members of the family. But um, but she is the one that usually, uh, I'm sure, comes up with the great gifts ideas. I got some great gifts from the Hawks over the years. So big thanks to especially Laura. AJ sometimes writes his name on the card. But AJ is actually, I will give him this credit, he's a very good letter writer. So every time that he either comes to the house or we you know, have an event together, do Tahoe or some other event, he always writes me some really special notes, often uh, wow. uh, inappropriate stuff in there. But I do... Uh, I do enjoy keeping those for a laugh, uh, you know, in my backpack or wallet. Um, so that's kind of his contribution to the gift uh, thing. Bakhtiari, I still haven't seen any uh, any present from him, but but his sweet uh, bride, his sweet bride to be is uh, is a much better gift giver. The Aston Martin uh, excluded. Well, yeah. Well, happy birthday from all of us, AJ. I, what I mean, I haven't seen a single handwriting no, other than his picks. We stayed at your, your his house, his too. House. Yeah, for that event. Well, when he comes in here, yeah. he just knocks shit all over your yeah. desk. Just That's kind of like his calling card for and it. Pisses in our bathroom, yeah. Yeah. all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday right. to me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Not on the floor. Never on the floor. You know the problem with Aaron, though. You know the dude has everything. So if you got like, if you got the dude a four million dollar 
RV that had like everything you could ever think of, you would go there six years later and be parked in the exact same spot that you left. You'd be like, thanks, man. It's really cool. And there's still like plastic wrap on the outside. Yeah, but it was nice. It was a good gesture. It was yeah, great. Exactly. Gesture. It, was. it was a great gesture. What is it? Matters. Do you spend on anything? What traveling is what you spend all your money? What do you, what is your, do you like traveling, right? You like traveling the world. I don't know if that's a gift that's possible to be gave, right? Yeah, and houses are expensive too. <laughs> oh, that Malibu one. Ooh. Oh, I've seen that. Hey, I took a tour on that thing on TMZ. Yeah. I went through that entire thing. It is. I know, we've talked about it. Thanks, Pat. It's, cool. <laughs> it's really nice. I've seen that entire thing. There's a, there's one room, that studio with the. Oh, oh perfect. Oh. <laughs> It's it's changed a lot since that since that tour, I'm sure. Oh, you built the studio in there. That's a smart idea. Oh. What what's your favorite place you ever traveled to? Oh, it's tough. Tough to say. Uh New Zealand was fun. I went to went to Hobbiton in New Zealand. Oh, I'm a big no way. big Lord of the Rings fan. So I had to do Hobbiton. Of course. Uh that was a lot of fun. I actually met up with the Bakhtiaris when I was over there over at the same time, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Dalai Lama? Didn't you hang out with the Dalai Lama? You hung yeah, out with yeah. the Dalai Lama? Went to India and Africa. That was, you know, really, really fun trip. Uh, those are those are good times. Bora Bora is a good spot. Pat, I'm sure you've taken your lovely wife there before. We were supposed to go like four times and then COVID came and then they came again and then it was like, all right, I ain't fucking flying to Fiji. I guess. <laughs> You know what I mean? But we'll be it's sometime. Not it's not Fiji, though. Were you talking about Bali? You're talking about Bali? I don't know. Do I know it's a plane to a plane to a boat to a sky to a plane to an <laughs> island? I know it's a long, long way. I can't wait to get there. The pictures look fantastic. I'm excited. I can't wait to see the pictures. Okay, cool. Well, well have an incredible week. Good luck against Chicago. Uh, and it is time for something that we have been... You know, clamoring about for two weeks. Oh, right? yeah. Listen, there was a couple books that were made available in this one particular book club that were seven to 800 pages long. And the man who founded the book club said, let's take a bye week so everybody can catch up. Connor caught up on the last two. They was unbelievable oh, feat. He put together 1,100 pages in three days. Mm -hmm. He caught up with everything. And although this book club started out as something that maybe nobody would take serious, here we are now, ladies and gentlemen, for book 13 of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Drum roll, please. If you remember all the way back, The Alchemist. It was about the universe. We are the universe. Then all the other books that happened after that, before now, that were absolutely amazing. The Power of Now, The Art of War. Sun Tzu, rest in peace, but your words are still ringing true today. The Daily Stoic Outliers, Fingerprints of the Gods, a 900-page expose on Egypt and the pyramids. Last but not least, the ultimate oral history of the office that stands at a staggering 1,200 pages. It would be quicker to watch the entire office than to read the ultimate oral history of the office, but we do it because we love the book club so much. Book 13 is... The answer is... Oh, oh yeah! Okay, 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 okay. Woo! We like this one. We like this one. Hey, this one is, this one's very meaningful to me. Uh, I was obviously super fortunate to be able to host Jeopardy for a couple of weeks, and I was on the show in Celebrity Jeopardy in, in 2015. Got to meet Alex and always, uh, you know, enjoyed uh, that opportunity to meet him, to follow in his footsteps. Um, but Alex was such an important part of so many people's lives. You, you felt like family because, you know, for me in Wisconsin, you know, from 6 to 6.30 on Channel 11 was Jeopardy. 
And so when somebody's part of your life every single day for so many years, you feel this uh, affinity to them, you know, a closeness. And I actually got this book when I, uh, when I hosted the game of this book, and I read it before my shows went off, and it was really special. And it's, it's an easy read. Uh, it's short, like, that. like two and three page chapters. It's just stories of his life and, and fun little anecdotes about uh, the, uh, the young man that he was growing up in Canada and working his way up and all the different game shows he hosted before he got an opportunity to, to work on Jeopardy. And anyone that loves Jeopardy and that, that, uh, you know, that was an important nostalgic part of their life, uh, you're going to love, uh, love this book. The answer is it's an autobiography by Alex Trebek. He started writing it when he was first diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So there's different times throughout the book where he talks about his, uh, you know, his own mortality and, and his impending uh, end. And very uh, touching, heartfelt book. And uh, one that uh, I actually, uh, you know, I grabbed it when I was at the house uh, um, before I, you know, went to my, my doctor stuff. And I was excited to come back and, and share with the book club this week. So thanks again, boys. And uh, big thanks to Alex for uh, being such a big part of so many of our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Love Alex Trebek. Love the fact that this book is now a part of the book club. The only book club I've ever been a part of now has something awesome from the Jeopardy man who once hosted Wheel of Fortune before Pat Sajak. Doesn't get talked about a lot. Then he ended up being the Jeopardy OG. Now it is time for our debut song, I guess. Coming out of bye week, we did get a chance to work together on this one out to Malibu House. So go ahead yeah, and kick we it off. We were working on the, uh, the 32nd uh, final Jeopardy song from Jeopardy, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. You pissed you, you didn't get that gig? Pat, why don't you start? <laughs> hey, real quick. Are you pissed you didn't get that gig? Oh, uh, no, man. I'm yeah, yes. Oh, you are? Like, would you, it wouldn't have worked, right? Would it have worked? Is that why they didn't go with it, you think? They could have made it work. I don't think it would have worked based on scheduling the way they want to schedule the show. I'm, you know, obviously still wanted to play, and uh, you never know what happens in this life. Things can come back around. Things might never come back around. I might go back on Celebrity Jeopardy one day. Oh. You never, never know. Oh, you're going to be hosting Celebrity Jeopardy. Did we just break a little news right there? No, I want to go back on as a contestant. I go against uh, Cheech Marin, you know. Oh, and, and, Sun, and Sun Tzu. Rest in peace, Sun Tzu. Oh. Hey, he is pissed, huh? You knew that. You, he, you. As soon as you brought it up, he. <laughs> I, I honestly hadn't thought about Jeopardy in so long. Is it who's ho who's the host? Uh, it's that lady. Um, uh, big Mayimbolic or she's whatever. She's good. Oh, okay. She's Punky Brewster. What is that? Punky I don't Brewster. No, if that's I don't think the so. case. From a show way back in the day. I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't think so. She's on deal. Big Bang Theory. I know that. I don't oh. know if it's. It might be Ken too. Ken Jennings. Yeah, I watched. There's, there's multiple. Well, it was that it was a lady from Big Bang Theory for a long time, mm -hmm. and she was good. She was very good after the uh, after Mike Richards bowed out. Yeah, oh, it was also yeah. in Blossom on NBC. All right, good show that Blossom mm -hmm. show. When's it on, That's Nick? Good. When's Blossom on? Just so we know. Oh, that ended years ago. It was an early '90s show with Joey Lawrence. Whoa! Oh, moment of silence. Oh, well, he was on that four cents. Four cents. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but it, it's. I think it's still. I think it's that lady, and then Ken did a couple. I don't know if they've. Oh, maybe they're waiting on, is Aaron going to retire and become Jeopardy? That's a long time from now, though. Ooh. He's still got a whole, you know, another contract to play, right? Yeah. I mean. Well, they can wait. Is that what the inside information is, AJ? He told Jeopardy they could wait? I don't know. I, I don't 
What inside information? Well, your best you friends with something. the fucking guy. You write them handwritten letters. You don't, don't write watch, me shit. I don't watch Let's Jeffrey, get to bro. a break. We talk every day. Don't I mean almost every day. Multiple hours no, every multiple day. Multiple hours every day. I come to no, your that's little... a weird... The, the writing thing's a weird deal. It was when we get... When, like, birthday gifts years ago, when, you know, my wife gets a card. Hey, sign the card. So, of course, naturally, I'm going to take some time and explore the space and write some good stuff on it. <laughs> so then... <laughs> He's requested them since then, and it does it fires my brain up. Like I, I enjoy making up stories and writing things that are heartfelt, yet slide some things in there. For hey, me. anytime you want to go, AJ Hancock Hawk with uh, me or anybody here, go ahead and feel free to let yeah. that feather fly away, pal. Do what you got to do. We'll be back in four minutes. Um, interesting hearing him talking about the pass game from last night about how. I don't think it's really necessary, you know, to not throw the ball or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what, did, what does that mean? You know, what does that even mean? People will talk about it. What did, what did he say? Him talking to that foot doctor, big news, Dr. Bob. All right, we yep. got Dr. Joe and we got Dr. Bob. with uh, Dr. Yep. Bob's in Green Bay. Bob Anderson's in Green Bay now. Oh, I thought Dr. Bob was potentially in L.A. No, Dr. Bob used to be down in North Carolina. I actually had surgery right when I left the Packers from Dr. Bob in North Carolina, and then he moved back to Wisconsin, I guess. And that's where he is. So I don't know who he saw out in L.A. <laughs> Today's show is presented by Arby's. Ooh. Just when you thought it couldn't get better than the real country-style rib sandwich that was smoked low and slow in an East Texas smokehouse, Ooh. Arby's one now did themselves again. Hell yeah. We now introduce to you the Arby's Boneless Wings. Oh. Arby's oh. delivered 7,000 of these things to the office yeah. yesterday, wow. and we can verify they are delicious. Top-notch. Legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfectly sauced. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Yep. Seemed like, now granted, it was for our office specifically, so you're going to have to try out that. Seemed like it was cooked to a perfect amount, and I ate it hours and hours later. Mm -hmm. Still a good, good kick. Good cold. Still a good kick, mm -hmm. good taste, good texture on the boneless wing. Delicious. Very impressed. They should have been doing boneless wings for a long time now. Yeah. They had barbecue. They had uh, uh, buffalo. buffalo. They had, uh, I think there's two others, right? I don't know. Honey? We yeah, had those two. Yeah. We're talking about six pieces of all white meat in crispy seasoned breading tossed in either classic buffalo or hot honey sauce. There it is. Okay. Served with their new crinkle cut French fries, which might be even better than curly fries. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they told they me to say that. Very they good. are very good. They, they are unbelievable. You get some cheese on this. Oh, oh, they're salted very well. Oh my god! All that is just five dollars. Wow. What? Six pieces of boneless chicken. What? How do they make money? I don't know. Uh, crinkle cut French fries. What? The cheese will probably be a little bit more. Yeah, sixty oh, cents. Yeah. <laughs> five dollars. Get out and try yours today. Thanks to Arby's. Shout out to Arby's. <laughs> Joining us for this beautiful hour of live. We won an award. What? what? Excuse me, what? Yeah, award-winning show. It is award season. Are you shitting me? It's award season. We won one. What, what did we win? Uh, we won... Uh, Sports Emmy. No, no, no. Not oh. the big one? No, no, Not no. the white will. It was one of these ones that you, I know I did not know exist. It happened. Oh. We won uh, Big Leeds' uh, best radio show. Woo! Radio? Yeah. Radio? Yeah, best radio show. We are on radio. Oh, that's weird. Okay, the guy who comes on sometimes says that we don't do well for radio. Who said that? Oh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, radio expert AJ Hawk. Oh, yeah. 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 AJ, 
Yeah, you know, I think we won because of how much you look out for the radio listeners. Yeah, I've never once said you don't do well for the radio. I try to describe what is happening when you guys forget (laughs) that a lot of people are listening strictly to the audio version. Oh, yeah, and then, by the way, that is probably why we... Thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. I think that's why. I saw that. Hey, I saw that. uh, It made headlines here in Columbus all over the papers, that award. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Got tweeted to me a couple times. What's it called again? It's USA Today. You ever heard of it, dude? Ever fucking heard of USA Today? Front page, USA Today and Columbus (laughs) Dispatch on my doorstep this morning. Holy shit. Whatever the case, thank you for the honor, whoever voted on that. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, voters. But I am so jaded towards awards, I will never be appreciative of such a thing. So I am so sorry. I've lost so many that it's kind of, you know, I've kind of got to the point where I don't respect them as much as I should because a lot of, oh, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> throughout your entire life. And then now it's like you get one. I should be more grateful. I want Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Award thank award you. Prestigious thank honor. You thank you. <laughs> All right, AJ. Let's get to it. Why would anyone give you a real award when we know you're just going to come on here and trash it? Well, I'm not trashing <laughs> it. I didn't trash it. I just gave massive thank you. He said prestigious honor. Yes. yes. He just said prestigious honor. That's how we view it. And I don't mean to trash it. I don't mean to do such you're a thing. You're not. I know. You're, you're, it's your self-deprecation. It's great. It's a great quality you have. But what about sports Emmys? Are those, have they happened yet? Do we know if you're in the running? How's it going? Give Dan Patrick a goddamn sports Emmy. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. Then we'll you, worry you about it. You have one? No. Well, he has a bunch, I guess. The show doesn't. Oh, okay. And I know his old buddy's leaving to do his own show now, too. Yeah. Oh, what? Nick Lovin's leaving. Yeah. What? what? Nick Lovin? Yeah. Congrats, dude. Congrats, Nick Lovin. He's going to do good. Him and uh, Paul had that one show that one time, The Gentleman's or Yeah, something. The Leatherman's. The Leatherman. Leather- I was on Leatherman's it. After yeah. Hours? Yeah. I was on it. It was kind of like After Hours, but better. They did like a real journalistic type interview conversation. Oh. I enjoyed those guys over there. Trailblazers, actual. You know what I mean? Now, they started, I guess, at ESPN, did their own yeah. thing. Let's get them a goddamn Emmy, though. I think, I'm not worried about that. I'm just pumped about this big lead one, dude. It was, it was on AJ's doorstep. It yes. was in our Twitter notification just moments ago. I mean, it's a big deal. I'm pretty pu- Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. We'll take take all the awards, right? Just let's make sure others get theirs first. Uh (laughs) Let's make sure everybody gets their awards that they deserve. Let's talk about awards. Bill Belichick was definitely going to win that game last night. We all knew it, right? I mean, we all knew it. As soon as we saw him in the Navy mask with the way the weather was, that guy's literally been learning triple option football since he's two Uh years old in Annapolis. Okay, this is what this guy grew up around. This is his entire uh, being almost he's still very tightly connected to the naval academy i think he donates all the way back to the sport mm-hmm. i think he is i think he has an office there by the way at the naval academy football facility i think he is so we knew the game was going to revolve around running whenever there's 30 mile an hour wins now people are saying mac jones didn't do anything well no shit i mean that was the, the game plan was to run the ball every time they get a win the bills Prove once again they can't stop the run or run the rock as well as other teams that they're going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl or high in the AFC. AJ, what was your takeaway from the evening? Man, what a unique, interesting, weird game for sure. I thought at some point, like, didn't you feel like, all right, the Patriots may throw a pass at some point in this game? But I was thinking of the Bills defenders. Now, they only, the Patriots attempt three passes all game. But still, I promise you on the sidelines, the Bills guys are talking, hey, be alert though, man. They're going to hit us with a play action. They're going to take a shot over the top, like a tight end up the seam, something I would have felt like I know defensively, all right, man, there's no way they can continue to run, right? Like they're going to stop. 
they got to throw a pass in here sometime. Like I'm sure that was in the back of their head. Well, don't get bored, right? Don't get, don't fall asleep. Don't get fall yeah. asleep, right? Because that is something where they could play action at. And I guess they did there to Smith and almost, uh, you know, the wind kind of ate that thing yeah. up. Yeah. But that was sitting there probably. And I assume Mac Jones was potentially saying, ah, he's a rookie, actually. I doubt he's saying anything. But there's probably some people over there like, hey, we pull one of these. And we just have somebody go. But then you have no idea if he's going to be able to hit that pass. I mean, Josh Allen, one of the most efficient ball throwers that the NFL has at this moment. He wasn't able to. I mean, there was checkdowns that were being missed because it was being blown out of proportion. Literally, not only the coverage, but the ball itself because of how windy it was up there. That's why every stadium should have a dome, AJ. 70 and sunny. Put a dome over that place. Put a dome over Lambeau. Put a dome over Soldier Field. Do you want to be retractable domes at least? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and also I'd like the uh, the grass to be able to walk outside. Yeah, okay, I'd like the cool. grass to be able to yeah. walk outside so that it is Chicago yeah. grass, it is Lambeau grass, oh, yeah. it is Buffalo grass. And go outside, see its friends, other grass. Come your fuck right back in though. Let's make this thing seventy and sunny for everybody, AJ. I mean, it definitely sounds like a, a cheap retrofit to all the current stadiums that don't have grass <laughs> that walks outside and comes back. So. Just a quick little renovation, maybe in the offseason for all these stadiums, they can figure that out, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just kind of put that in. Yeah. You know, I mean, SoFi. Put, put it in. It's <laughs> simple. So, I mean, I've seen a dome built on Duquesne University's field. How does that ever bubble? How do, the bubble. First off, who came up with that? Who came up with the idea at first? Was he laughed out of the room? And how do they actually execute it? The grass thing? Yes. This dude was accused of smoking so much dope. <laughs> Whenever he pitched this idea, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a grass elevated on a stage. Okay. All right. Okay. It's going to be a little softer because it's not cement. It's going to mm. be lifted up. And guess what that stage is going to do? Every like four or five hours or so, it's just going to hit a button. It's going to lift up the wall. And then that thing's just going to walk itself outside. What? Yeah, it wants to get sun. It's, it's a happy grass. You know, happy grass gets good sun. And then it comes right back in. And then it actually hits a button to rain on itself inside. Oh. And it goes, it's actually going to be the perfect grass in the middle of the desert because the grass is going to walk itself outside. Get the fuck out of here. You're on drugs. Uh -huh. That's what somebody had to say. And now it's like, no, everybody needs to have it. I guess they even got in the UEFA and shit. Mm -hmm. And they might have started this whole thing. I, to be honest, I just got into soccer again because the United States is better than everybody. We got another That's guy right. playing. Oh, yeah. We got another guy playing in the uh, champions. Congrats to us. <laughs> the world's yeah. game now in the United States. Figure hey, it out. Hey, the soccer Lombardi's coming home. Hate Woo. to break it to you. That's there's like, isn't there 15 soccer no. Lombardis? Well, there, yeah. there's a lot of conference championships and there is award shows around, but there's only one soccer Lombardi, and that's in Qatar here in 2022. That's the, right. the World Cup? Yeah. yeah. You know, is that is that bigger than an Olympic gold medal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Really? yeah. Olympic gold medal. We send our high school kids to that guy. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was Qatar. Qatar. Huh? Is it Qatar? I thought it was Qatar. 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 I believe Either it way, can I heard it was be pronounced safe both. work environment. I know it's hotter. It's for yeah. sure is not. It's not a safe work environment. It is Thousands of migrant workers were killed building those stadiums. Are you serious? Let's he, have a moment of silence. Tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tradition are you like sure? Because we'll be here for the next. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, for every single one. Don't you remember? Unless Let's you want to just come back right. next hey, Tuesday. It's it's our our <laughs> Don't you remember when we did this for Brazil? It is our sport, though. Now it is our sport. I feel like we do have to pay at least homage. Yeah. How did it have fucking Cutter get a World Cup? They knew it was going to be 2,000 degrees. pockets, yeah. big yeah. time. We know how. All right, fuck it. How about all those soccer people coming after me for disparaging the game in the way that I speak about us having the best team of all time, and they're just sitting back watching the World Cup go to Cutter and go, yeah, this is our sport. Shut the fuck up, Winolda. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and there other stuff to talk about, Winolda. Pipe down, pal. Anyways, with that being said,
Let's get back to the sport that is actually awesome. Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year, AJ? Hell yeah. I mean, it's tough to count them out, right? I don't know. I, their defense, I'm very, very impressed with how their defense plays. And mm-hmm. I love Mac Jones. I like how their O-line. I mean, let's talk about the, their O-line. Like, you can't run the ball what 46 times unless your offensive line is dominating up front. And they obviously did that. How about just being completely cool with the challenge, excited about the challenge? Now, there isn't one offensive lineman that I've ever met in my entire life that doesn't want to run the ball because that helps them in the pass game. But actually being told, hey, we're running every single play. Like, hey, tonight you are you are coming out of your stance, you are firing, and we are doing that every single fucking play. Not a one play are you going to be doing this. Not one of them. You are going to be driving a sled, basically, for all four quarters tonight because we need you because there's a build tornado out yeah. It's awesome. It's the ability to be able to do that. And that is what, and I said this in the last hour, but it's real. Like that Patriots team can just adjust to whatever. They just have so many different identities. They have more accents than Brian Kelly. They could do anything, AJ, at any time. And they change the defense. They change the offense. It's not a big deal for them. So that's why I think going into that game, it started at two and a half. You got... Uh, the Patriots minus two and a half, or plus two and a half. Way yeah, what are the, what's our updated score? Exactly. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But it started at plus two sure. and a half. You got the Patriots. You know, even though I like the Patriots mm-hmm. and I like to touch them for the hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was an under, and there was a lot of things that I liked about that game. I was forced to take the other one in lieu of competition with AJ Hawk. I had to do it, but it felt like it went from two and a half. Then when the weather conditions came out, it went to three. Patriots got an extra half a point. Mm-hmm. And I think in this office, and I assume the same for you because it was kind of happening as the show was ending yesterday, we knew Belichick was going to win that game. Did we not? Did we not just think, like, oh, this is a Bill Belichick fucking game here? Yeah, absolutely. But the only thing I'm thinking, if let's say Buffalo found a way to win at the end, would people be killing Belichick's game plan? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's what we have to do on a day-to-day. I mean, we just have to do it. It works or it doesn't work. And for whatever reason, anytime there's this type of game, it works for Belichick and it doesn't work for everybody else. Like there was McDermott had quite a press conference after the yeah. game. Quite a press conference. I mean, he... A lot of guys did over there. Yeah, well, Dayball got one. Dayball got one <laughs> uh-huh. for his decisions. Boom. Isaiah McKenzie and uh, another guy got one as returners that uh, McDermott didn't drop. Boom. You get one, too. McKenzie said, that's fucked up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know that was the case. But he said, let's see. Uh, McDermott also said he didn't trust having Isaiah McKenzie or Marquez Stevenson back returning punts in this weather. That's something, says Matthew Beve uh-huh. at Matt underscore Beve. Mm-hmm. Isaiah McKenzie goes, damn. I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. He found out via Twitter that that was happening. I mean, quite a situation, quite a press conference, but also in that press conference, McDermott said, let's not fucking give too much credit to Bill Belichick here, okay? We fumbled. We turned the ball over on a 30. We had this. We had that. This is not Bill Belichick winning this goddamn game, okay? This is us beating ourselves and not winning. And maybe that's a valid point. Maybe that's a fair point. They were very close to winning, but it just feels like, Bill, this is what happened. This is Bill. This is just how it goes. Yeah. And that's what people are saying today. Like, this is going to be one of those games you talk about when you look back on Belichick's career, how he he can win so many different ways. He's a master, all that. But I think largely what he does is he forces other teams to make mistakes. He's like, hey, we're not going to beat ourselves. We know eventually you probably will beat yourselves. I, I have a good feeling that we're going to come out on the winning end more more likely than not when we actually play what we do, what we do, and we just force you to make mistakes, and we're going to be patient. It's incredibly high football IQ, right? And discipline and everybody understanding what their role is. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Mac Jones literally just, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Sits down in the huddle. Mm -hmm. Same fucking thing. Here we go, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Same fucking thing on two, ready? Right. <laughs> All right, just the, the ability to do that, though, I think is something in of itself. This is just like Tom Brady allowing Bill Belichick to coach him as hard as he did for 20 years in New England because that showcases to everybody, like, hey, if Tom Brady can get it, you can get it. Third-year guy who might be playing well right now and might be feeling yourself and maybe up for a new contract. If Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, is getting chewed out, you can get it as well. And that was always talked about, like, hey, Bill Belichick coaches everybody the exact same. Well, Tom Brady allowed that to happen for a long time. Tom Brady didn't say, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. Whenever he's talking to Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning was actually doing that to people in meetings as opposed to being on the other end of it, Tom Brady allowed that to be something. And I think that's a trait that not everybody has, which is one that doesn't get talked about with Tom Brady nearly enough. Mac Jones just being like, yep, we're fucking running the ball every single time, not having any ego, not saying anything about it, just like, hey, the team did this whole thing. I mean, that's just like, it goes into it even more. You know, like because they're trying to they're trying to bury Mac Jones right now for what he did last night, and it's like, what what do you want? Who to is they? <laughs> you know who. You I know. Well, I mean, bury him just to say like, hey, they're not burying him, aren't they? Burying people that keep propping him up. They're saying like, oh, he won a game and he only Which, threw the ball three times. No, they're burying. If him. so, facto, right? But what's what could have he? What could she, should he have changed the the call at the at the line of scrimmage? What are you talking about? Well, and I guess he did on that one. Everybody. Well, that was the at least assessment by the internet and television that which. he threw at the John o. Smith, which, by the way, might not have been inaudible, but we have no idea. I don't know what he was supposed to do. This is just like when people were burying Jimmy G. Yeah. In the NFC Championship game, he threw it like eight times, I think, maybe? Mm -hmm. Nine yeah. times? Eight, eight, eight times? Eight, and he eight, ran eight. for 185 yards before contact, and they're like, Jimmy G is so bad. It's like, what are we even what are we even doing? Like, why are we? Well, I'm, I'm sure there's there's other quarterbacks out there that are like, man, I wish I could throw the ball only three times and we would still win the game. Like, they, anyone would love to have that. And it's not Mac Jones's fault. What are you talking? Like, that's he's running what the coaches tell him to run. Yeah. Well, Mac Jones is a rookie. If he would have went, if he would went fucking... two for twenty six, then you could blame Mac Jones. So Josh Allen, yeah. one of the most talented ball throwers we have, right? I think we all agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's very good ball tosser. Yeah. He went 15 of 30 last night for 145 yards, okay? 39 rush yards. He had 15 incompletions. Now, that's a very negative way to look at this thing. But honestly, Josh Allen is a very efficient passer of the ball. It was impossible to throw the rock last yeah. night. Bill Belichick knew that. McDaniels knew that. He's a rookie quarterback. I just don't like the Max getting bad for this. And now, if what Peyton said about Mac Jones is true... Max has no clue about anything going on in the world. Allegedly, he told Peyton he doesn't check his phone in the middle of the week, so he didn't text Peyton back until like Saturday yeah. or something like that. Uh -huh. And then he uh, wouldn't give Matt. He, he told Peyton he had to go through the PR department yeah. and talk to him. Mac Jones, the only quarterback this year that hasn't allowed Peyton Manning to have a conversation with him, although it seemed like there was a text or two that was exchanged. This guy seems like the perfect Patriot at this point. Yeah, and he also said after the game when they asked him, like, do you have a problem with only throwing it, you know, three times a game? He says, I don't care if we throw it, you know, every play. I don't care if we run it every play. As long as we score more points than the other team and we win the goddamn game, that's the only thing that matters. So. He's so, he seems so super chill, too, when he's talking. Two years ago, man, I was playing scout team for my fourth straight year. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I do not give a... It, it feels like Mac Jones was groomed from a young age to be the next Patriots quarterback. It really does. And then Saban, obviously, is what Bill and Saban are like tight friends, and they run a similar ship. And then, you know, he's there literally for, what, five years, four years yeah. as a practice mm -hmm. squad guy. So he's eating the Alabama culture yeah. longer than anybody else, watching the amount of film. Bryce Young, 
told um, congrats to him on being a Heisman finalist. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Bryce. He actually won it, I think. Congrats yeah, yeah. to him, yeah. Winning. Yeah. Congrats him for winning it. He, won on Saturday. he talked to uh, Kirk Herbstreit on College Game Day. They had a special. That show's interesting. I watched it for the first time on Saturday. Game Day or just what? Game Day, yeah. Yeah, you used to be on it. A few times, yeah. And then the minutes disappeared, and it was like, well, I'm asleep instead of doing this. You know what I mean? But it was quite an honor to be a part of that show. Mm-hmm. But the watching the Game Day, Kirk Herbstreit talked to Bryce Young, Cali kid. He seemed super chill, super cool. And he talked about how much film Mac Jones watched. He said, so when I got here, you know, it's a different role because he was a superstar in high school. Obviously, he's still very young. But he knew he he had to buy into what his role was, which was uh, backup quarterback, scout team quarterback, whatever the case is. And he got a chance to watch Mac Jones, basically. And he was like, Mac Jones, the amount of film that Mac watched and the way he watched film, that helped him and, and kind of matured him. It's like Mac Jones showed up at New England not being a guy who was able to just beat everybody with his natural ability. He was able, although he probably could have, he had to grind and be forced away. And the amount of number ones that he's been around and their work ethics and being in the Alabama culture for that long and Saban, who's a grinder, everybody says, it does feel like he's the fucking perfect Patriot. It's insane that he ended up at 15. He was supposed to go three. This wasn't supposed to happen. He was supposed to be the perfect 49er. And now he, it seems like, and this is coming after a game where he only threw the ball three times, and we're saying all this, but him just throwing it three times, not giving a fuck, and then going right back into the meeting tomorrow, putting his phone away for a week. And it's like this guy is the perfect Patriot, it feels like. Well, and you add into the fact that, you know, he watched all that film, and that, like you said, he was the 15th pick. There was four guys taken before him that, you know, other people thought were better than him after he just won the national championship and was a Heisman finalist. And obviously, Devontae ended up winning the... And he doesn't care, it seems like. He doesn't give a shit. It doesn't matter to him at all. As long as we win, then that's you know the best part. We'll see what happens going. For- and if he keeps getting better too, because like you well, he's about- going to right. Yeah. I mean, that is we're assuming yeah. his body is going to change too. Uh-huh. He's going to evolve in that fashion. I mean, his brain. He's going to start recalling defenses. Remember how Aaron? Now Aaron has a very special brain. I mean, it is you know it is a next level Jeopardy brain. Yeah, he has, yeah, he is a brainiac, a rain man. It is insane. Sounds like Cooper Cup. Very similar if you saw that clip of him talking about like the coverage what was going on. Well, there was a fire zone blitz, and I didn't know if anybody came around to cover two there. And then once I saw that, I just knew I had to outrun the safety of the end zone or whatever. And the- <laughs> it was awesome. I would have loved to ask that question. Okay. Uh, back, back to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cooper Cup leading the NFL in receiving. And Devontae Adams, obviously Packer at three. Justin Jefferson, here we go. With the Vikings, who have been heartbroken so many times, including us, when they lose to the Lions <laughs> on the last play of the game. Jared Goff, I told him that was the throw we needed, man, motherfucker. Man. <laughs> That's what uh, Dan Campbell told Peter King. He actually told uh, Jared Goff immediately. What you say to Goff right then, asked Peter King of Football Morning in America. I said, that's the way to throw it when we needed it, motherfucker, that's man. What, that's exactly what I said, he says. Uh, he had a couple of rough throws, Campbell said. For him to come back on that last drive and march us down the field and do what he did, it says a lot. He needed it. We needed it. More importantly, okay, so obviously the Lions get a big win. Football morning in America continues to deliver, uh, to deliver gems. Shout out to Peter King, man. Shout, Shout out to Peter King. Thanks, Pete. Guy lives in a different world, Peter King. Yeah. He oh, lives yeah. in a complete yeah. different world. He has sacrificed his entire life to the game. But let's get back to the top wow. five. Devontae Adams obviously has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. So that is a big deal. And what, what, Debo, by the way, he's been running it as well. I don't know where his rush yards are. Jamar Chase, he is in top five as a rookie. Congrats to these guys. Yeah. 
But Aaron Rodgers told us at one time, oh, they're running a defense that I saw in my second year playing or whatever, and I didn't remember it until I saw somebody move. Like, that is the – and if you watch last night, the Manning cast, it was the same play was called. And both Peyton and Eli were like, oh, same play, same play. Like, it's such a big deal in the NFL, I guess, is recall a massive thing, huh? That is – the largest thing in the NFL when it comes to not only quarterback play, but mostly all NFL players on the field trying everything. To yeah, defense too. You you so teams want to run the same kind of route combinations. Like they're going to go to their staple of combinations they have. But they, they you hear them talk about window dressing, what they're going to do pre snap. Like they're going to get into a final look, whether it's three by one, two by two, but they're going to get to it in different ways, shifts, motions, and they want to get it at the last second. So you can't have that recall before the snap. But like you need to. All of a sudden, here we go. All right, we know three by one at this this part of the field. They like to take shots or run a little bunch routes, whatever. They want to get to that at the last second. So all of a sudden, they're snapping the ball as he gets to the motion. So you can't have that recall and be like, oh, here we go, nine seven three, or you call out the combination. So you were a brainiac too, huh? No, no, I'm just saying that's how like. No, but you works. were though. You were though. You had to have been right. All time leading tackler for the Packers, yeah. Yeah. Mike yeah. linebacker, mm-hmm. yeah, and for the Centerville Elks, you had to. You were. What were you? You just kind of knew sense what was going on. Are you love no. film. What were you? No, not as much now. I think honestly, as I, as I've gotten older and gotten out of the league, I because I'm not in there. I don't get to see like the the play calls and what the defenses are called and what it looks like. I try to. It's harder for me to figure it out. So it makes me more intrigued to try to figure out what's happening. So when you're watching games, you're trying to guess what's going on, or you can't because you haven't watched film all week. You don't know what that team's tendencies are. I mean, I might be, I might at times try to guess what's oh, going man. on, but I'm, I'm sure as hell not saying it out loud and trying to be the douche in the room. Oh, three by one. Oh, <laughs> no, no, make this better. Shot at Tony. Yeah. Make this three better. Guys, Didn't Fickle say he wouldn't really know what the play was, but he would just know where to be? Well, he said that they had different languages. You know, Fickle would be like, hey, you're going three to two, blah, blah, blah. And he just said, I'll be in the flat, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't that what you said, AJ? I'll relate. Yeah. I'll relate to if it's his own. Yeah. I know what I, I, sometimes people confuse me with language. And I think <laughs> you need to make it as simple as you possibly can. There's no reason to make something simple sound complicated. And that's kind of what coaching is. Yeah, it's, uh, Luke wasn't doing that. Luke's awesome. Luke was – I was just, you know, you know, 19, 20 years old. I don't – I just, you know, I didn't yeah. break yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes okay. when I do, I would get – I get frustrated when things are, are more complicated than they should be. Oh, me too. I hate it. Like, hey, what are we adding any extra clouds into this beautiful thing we got going on? Why is it getting hazy? Why is there more people getting their hands into this conversation? Get the fuck out of here. That's more than football. Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And some of the cooks don't know what the fuck's being cooked. Exactly. So oh, get the fuck out of the kitchen. Trying to boil some water. Hey, you. What the fuck are you here? Maybe put your little salt dash on. Okay, say you're here and then get the fuck out of the kitchen, dude. We're trying to make an awesome meal. You're fucking holding it up, actually. So if you could just bounce the fuck out of the email, that would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. That That's felt weirdly personal towards someone. No, yeah, it was. No. That guy, I don't even want to say his name because he does not Salt Bay? Huh? Talking about Salt Bay? No, he's an icon. Everyone wants to be him. Kids are looking up to that yeah, guy that to be Salt guy's Bay. the worst. He did say that. He I mean, he is shoving that. his meat in everybody's mouth, though, whenever you go. Oh, yeah. thing. I mean, I, I watch those videos. It feels like a lot of forced meats Where in the mouth. He? But I, huh? Dubai. Where, oh, really? Is he in Dubai? Yeah, yeah. It's all the big money. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Okay. What happened? I had a thing. But now I don't know which ones are dead and which oh, ones are alive. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's like Russian roulette with batteries. How does that ha- I thought you had a system. Well, I did, but the Amazon rechargeable batteries are new. So this is a new system that I have not. Oh, no. Have not implemented. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, shit. Come on. I think my system was the new ones are down here, old ones are up here. <laughs> Come on. 
I fucking knew my system. Yeah. I got a system, dude. Now these ones are all dead. They'll go into the thingy. We'll charge them during the break. Look at this. Boom. It's a professional show. It's an award-winning fucking radio show, mm -hmm. dude. I know, man. You're saving the earth, too, at the same time. Yup. Goddamn right. God, you're right. You have to, I know that's what you care I'm about. Like the rest of well, stuff. I want to save the octopi. Yeah? That's right. Did you watch right, that yeah. octopi documentary yet? <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't seen that of the macaques yet. Uh, Jeez. Are, are we you're able behind. to keep the uh, Omicron away from the octopi? Well, well, uh, I know Pretty that sure you saw can. a lot of the same things that maybe our toxic crew saw on the internet this morning. Maybe a blue check put out a tweet about Omicron not being anywhere near the Omniness. And I, I, who, who did? Who put it out? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Now we have to call into question who that person is because we did a little bit extra research and who knows if it's coming from the, oh, that's actually real tree or not. We don't know because everything's fucking bullshit in the mm -hmm. world that we live in. That's now. right. Yeah. Well, Allegedly, Omicron's a big old bitch, though. Whoa! <laughs> oh, that's, that's potentially being talked about. Yeah. Uh huh. Delta said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm -hmm. And Omicron showed up out of Botswana and South mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. And Delta was like, whoa, child, please. We've been doing that shit a long time. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, Delta baited Omicron. That is potentially what is happening, but we have not confirmed with our sources. We just want to let everybody know that Omicron has potentially been misrepresented as a powerful force mm -hmm. on this show. And for that, I will take ownership if it is wrong, but we don't know if it's wrong yet or not. We're just telling you what we're Yo, doing. We I don't careful. think this is the only show. Not good. Not good. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 This is not good. This is the best hey, radio show go? going. I'm give so sorry about the other Give the Duracells, Z. What's that, buddy? I said give you the, the Duracells. You can't do the rechargeables anymore. I am. I mean, that is something. Who's got to reset the rechargeables? I'm so sorry to the Earth because I don't know which ones are which in no. here now. We'll reset them. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good run. Run. Good run. Charge them all. Oh, if I charge them all, sorry, charge with it. They won't. No, I want to be supercharged. I all these hoverboards and all of a sudden people things are going to charge blowing up all over the place. Tyson was breaking his neck, and then next thing we know, they were blowing up everywhere. Yeah. Uh huh. Are hoverboards back for the holidays or no? I, I don't think no. so. Yeah, no, what no. happened? Why aren't they? They're, I mean, they're, they're awesome. They're killing they I think they're blowing up. I mean, there's a lot of injuries on those things, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I loved them. Were you good on there? Probably. You're an athlete. Oh, yeah. I, got, I told you I used to carry my kids around on them. So. See? That, yeah. that's, that's dangerous. That's too much. Much. You, know? you should say less on this show. I fall asleep while I'm driving. I keep my car on while I'm pumping gas. I'm hovering around with my kids <laughs> on a hoverboard. I mean, I mean, I'm not on a, I'm not on a drawbridge over a cliff. <laughs> like I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> very nice kitchen, by yeah, the way. Yeah, marble edges very, are very sharp. Nice yeah. Very nice kitchen. Let's get to the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Did you ever win the Walter Payton Man of the Year? <laughs> yep, three times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's get, let's get, congratulations, yeah, AJ. Nice job, AJ. Let's get, have, did you actually ever win it? No. <laughs> I did one year, uh, 2014. I was allowed. I was asked to be a part of Kenny Moore's video, actually, one of his videos, telling him that he had won the Walter Payton Man of the Year this year. That was an honor. Congrats to Kenny Moore, who should definitely make at least his first Pro Bowl this year, get a new paycheck from Chris Ballard, Ooh. and also maybe win the Walter Payton Man of the Year because all the amazing stuff he has done, but he is not the only one. Everybody in the NFL has players on their team doing amazing things for the community. The Walter Payton Man of the Year is not normally an easy task to award to one of the players on your team because there's so many good things happening behind the scenes that we never 
never, ever, ever hear about. The only thing you ever hear about is the drama and the bullshit because negativity hogs publicity. The Walter Payton Man of the Year is one of the awards each year where although people aren't doing good things in their community to win an award, it is a great time to spotlight the fucking majestic stuff that is going on in all the NFL cities and beyond. Uh, so congratulations to all these dudes. Yeah! Ain't that right, AJ? Absolutely. Yeah, There's we say it all the time. There's... There's a lot of really, really good dudes in the NFL. This is a, a list of some of them doing some great stuff. But, yeah, there's so many guys doing awesome things. But, obviously, that's boring to hear. People want to hear about when you, you know, pull a gun out or do something bad. Or, you know. Take your vaccine card. Why? Okay. Say you're immunized. Why? <laughs> that son of a bitch is lying. <laughs> But that guy also put together a few hundred thousand dollars, I think, for his hometown oh, and small yeah. businesses. Yeah, why? I know Aaron Jones is very he, – he definitely should get it, too. What if it was a slash Aaron Rodgers for that, too? Would people be upset? Yeah, well, of course, Aaron Rodgers won't let Aaron Jones have his own time. Yeah. This guy, he lied. He doesn't deserve to be a man of the year. What if Aaron Rodgers was going to win it? And oh. It was like, oh, Aaron, everybody thinks you're just a gigantic liar. You know how you're not going to ever win MVP ever again? You're also never going to win this year. Can't give Can't it. Yeah. Awards across the board, pal. We're sorry. But. Yeah, so no more awards for you. May, you are a part of the big leads radio show. You're a, oh, yeah. true. Congratulations, Aaron. Here we go. Congrats, Aaron. I know what the big I mean, the big lead, I know what that is. Yeah, it's, a, it's a yeah, site, yeah. right? Yeah, you actually, yeah, you actually came in and was like, "I've read their stuff. I know what they do." That, that's not what you said earlier. He said, "I don't know who they are," and then he accused us of shitting never, on it. It was yeah, like, never. "No, we're no, no, the no. bad." I said, if, "If why would anyone else give you an award when you're just going to kill it and say it doesn't mean it?" I'm not killing it. You, you did. did. Mm -hmm. You did. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah you, you did. You, you said did. it was on the okay. cover of the paper. Tomato, tomato. The paper. We can move on. All right, let's get to a break. We can move on because we don't need to bury the big lead like this. They gave us a prestigious fucking award, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're a real asshole lead. sometimes, AJ. What's that all did, about? Did Tubman get the primetime spot that Cuomo had? Of course. <laughs> of course, that's where you go. Oh, shit. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, we can still see you. All right, on the other side of this break, he came back and he owned it. Remember his first interview? He did. The lady was like, so welcome back. Last time we saw you, you were beating your shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. I Anything to say about that? It's true. Well, it was a difficult they time. They catch me. It was a different stroke too. That's not my normal go. Mm -hmm. I've canceled my browser's account. Yes. <laughs> no longer spend a thousand dollars a month on <laughs> what porn. What did he say? I've gone to the same church Ben Roethlisberger has gone to. Mm -hmm. I think him and Nick Cannon are hosting a new show. Well, Nick oh, Cannon's come getting. On. Nick Cannon take him a long time to get from top to bottom. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Let's get to the break. <laughs> Uh, we're back in four minutes with uh, results from the weekend against the like spread. Like a poet. Huh? You're like a poet. Yeah. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, well, it happens a lot. It misses. A lot of sneak by, you know, the crew mm. here out of my <laughs> dumb brain. But there is a couple that hit every once in a while. But we are back in four minutes with the against the spread results of week 13. AJ Hawk versus myself. I think you're going to want to see these results because it's not as cut and dry as you oh, would think. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not as clear cut as you would imagine. Now, we should be building up AJ's confidence because he is the one mm -hmm. who has tossed the saddle over the super boost horse mm -hmm. for this Thursday night. Speaking of horse, holy shit. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Come on. It deserves a little bit better than what you did there. No, I was, I was mentioning it because I assume you're doing a, a moment of silence. <laughs> Oh, 
Are you? Is this why it's good radio, you think? Hmm. Because, you know, just words spill out of your for, mouth. Is this for the horse and Bob Baffert as well? No, no. 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 Bob Baffert's still alive. He's going to have shit. to deal with a lot, though. Okay, but I would like to have a moment of silence for Medina Spirit, who we did not know a lot about going into a race. Then we learned too much about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we felt bad for this incredible, majestic horse. Beautiful creature. All of a sudden I know her passed away in the middle of a race. Rest in peace, Medina spirit. Moment of silence. You ran good, Medina. Hmm. Stop, stop cutting to the picture. You <laughs> the poor horse is dead. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you let us be a part of your day today is an honor that we will never, ever take for granted. Hashtag end the pod squad. Let us know where you're at, where you're listening. You could potentially win some merch, especially going into this holiday season. And uh, thank you all so, so much. You're the best. We'll see you tomorrow. Big time Wednesday around the corner. Hey, big one tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday evening. See you, Mignon. <laughs>